Happy Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. How y'all doing? It's been quite, it's hot here where I am. Is it hot where you guys are? It's been hot. Like, I'm just hot. Like, hot, caliente. Um, welcome, 90 Day the Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Antwi. I'm just trying to get my life together over here. I took the day off social media, and God forbid, I open up my phone and it's a hot mess. You ever have, you just look at stuff and just be like, oh, you got like a gazillion emails and text messages and all of this stuff. I was like, oh Lord, I just took one day, one day. Nicole's announcing that she's broken up with Azan. Like, girl, you've been broken up. Like, who are we kidding right now? You've been broken up. Like. You ain't done. You ain't telling us nothing new. Nothing. Nothing. It was over. Did it even start? That and like Tiffany's got drama. It's just drama. And me watching this episode, I was just like, you know what, y'all? Like, mm, 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 I'm a little, I'm a little underwhelmed, to be honest. I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm trying to find my list for my shout outs. I don't know if I really am losing my mind but usually it's right in front of me anyhow all you patreon subscribers you know who you are i love y'all uh, i will be have it together for tomorrow and give you all a shout out but i appreciate your support anyone watching take a minute and be so kind and just hit that thumbs up button that'd be great wherever you're watching youtube facebook twitch wherever you're all just thumbs up it was it's very helpful and it's free and it takes five seconds um, and then supporting the show moving forward, we're doing a lot of shows, you guys. We're doing like four or five days a week. Um, consider supporting the page. It'd be helpful. We do super chat, super stickers, and you'll see on the bottom of your screen, it's scrolling where you can cash up if you have, you know, some issues with, you know, commitment. Uh, either way, it helps a lot, so I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, that does support the show. Uh, you guys make it what it is. Uh, what up, live chat? Y'all are popping already there over there. Woo! Hey, Stevie. Hey. Hey, Better Days. Um, let's just jump right into it. So we start off with Mike and Natalie. And, you know, the title of the show, Man, o Man Up or Shut Up, is absolutely appropriate for this episode. Natalie's having surgery. They went to some hotel. I don't know why, but they went to a hotel maybe because they didn't want to drive in the morning. I don't know, but she's missing in action. He doesn't know where she is. And apparently she has these polyps in her nose and she's getting them removed and fixed. But, you know, social media thinks that she just was getting a nose job and that was the whole thing. I don't know what you all think, but I mean... Okay, so apparently she went to her friend's house and it, Juliana, big fight. Are we surprised that they fought? Because I'm not surprised, that's all they do. That's all they've been doing for the last two seasons is fighting. And if you guys don't really like each other and you guys don't really wanna commit to therapy, you don't wanna really communicate, then like what? what's the point, right? Like what's the point? Because I personally am getting tired of this, the stupid fighting about the same thing over and over and over again. So now we're stuck on what happened in Oklahoma. You don't want to talk about it, but you guys still want to fight about it, but you don't want to talk about it, but you want to fight about it. And it's like, for what? You guys are fighting and not even listening to each other. So so like, even if you're communicating, you're not communicating. 
You just like screaming at each other and it, it's ridiculous and I'm over it. So she's left and she left with this truck, which I thought was hilarious because I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're fighting with me and I paid for the hotel and drove us there, what you're not about to do is take my vehicle and leave me stranded so that I can take a ride share or have the producer pick me up. That's not about to happen. If you have an issue and you're trying to leave, you better leave and get there on your own because what you're not going to do is take my car and be like, hey, I'm peace out, and then and then ignore the phone calls. Um, okay. So he drives to the, ho to the um, hospital and he's all mad, but he's not mad enough that he didn't stop for Starbucks, y'all. <laughs> I'm mad, Natalie, but guess what? Let me just get my Starbucks real quick, my Frappuccino real quick. Um, and then they're driving around looking for his truck and he finds Big Blue because that's what he calls it. And he doesn't know if she's like already started the surgery He's calling, she's not answering, so he's pissed, which he has every right to be, you guys. I think he has every right to be. Now pop up my question for you, who's tired of Natalie's attitude? He has every right to be. And so what does he do? He gets out of the car from the producer's car or the rideshare car, whatever it was, and he gets in his truck and he leaves. Now, let me tell you something. That's exactly what I would have done. Just if you feel like you got this, you got this. Peace out. You got this. You don't want to tell me I took the day off work to be supportive of you and, and be there for you. But you want to take my car and drive to your appointment that I'm paying for, by the way, then good luck. Get yourself back. You take care of you and I'll take care of me because clearly we're not in this union together. But what does he do? He drives off and then I don't know how long later, let's say 30 minutes later, however long later, he realizes that that's not the right move. It's not going to solve anything. So he goes back to the hospital, gets back there and gets a call from the nurse saying everything went well. She'll be out in like 30 minutes to an hour. I was like, oh, see, no, you're a better person than me because I'll tell you that none of this, none of this, I, I'm just not that good a person. Like if you're going to go low, I'm not always going to go high. You might be surprised. I might go even lower than you and I would leave you there. You're not answering my calls. Clearly you don't want me there. You took my car, my truck. Clearly you're using me, but Oh wait, you need a ride home after the surgery that I paid for, by the way. So let me just wait around all day. Let me wait around for you. You're ungrateful ass. Oh no, no, thank you. But he waits, like I said, he's a bigger person than me, gets her in the truck, and the first thing she says is she's hungry. Not, you know what, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I left you. I'm so sorry about this fight. No, I'm hungry, so feed me right now. When, by the way, you're driving like super crazy because you hit a bump in the road and it's snowing and it's the Pacific Northwest, whatever. Can you go and drive in the other lane? Y'all, who's tired of Natalie's attitude? Better Day says, so tired of her. Claire says, Natalie was mean to Mike. And hey, Chrissy, hey girl, hey. Chrissy says, I'm tired of her attitude, but I also dislike Mike. I mean, all of it, you guys. I'm tired of like the, the nonsense fighting. It's, it's, listen, it's toxic. You know what I mean? It's just toxic. It's the constant like nonstop. Like I get we need drama, but 
I don't know about you all, but I've been watching 90 Days since day one. And there's other ways to have drama besides like the constant BS bickering. There's other ways, you know? So she feels good because she, quote, feels like she can smell again. And uh, they get to the house. Her nose starts bleeding. She's like going to go fix it. And then there's this whole weird thing about her going to lay down, but she's hungry. So he, she wants him to make him her boiled potatoes with cheese and butter and pickles and mushrooms. And, but don't, don't peel them. I'm like, um, okay. Okay. If, if that's what you want, he does it. He serves it to run his paper plates. And I don't know you guys, like I'm seeing a lot of that. And I guess because through the pandemic and stuff, people didn't want to do all the dishes because everyone was cooking from home more, but like, do you all eat from paper plates every day? I'm just curious. Because as much as I hate doing dishes, I'm not gonna eat on paper plates every day. Like, I'm just not. It's, I'm not at a barbecue in my own house. I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm curious. Let me know in the live chat because I don't know if it's just me thinking like, just get me a plate and a proper fork and a knife and I'm good, but you know, maybe it's like, maybe that's why I'm complaining about doing dishes all the time is because I'm not up on the paper plate, paper plate game. I don't know. So she has all these demands. She wants him to go get some clothes and, a, and, and her bag and this and that. And he can't find the bag because there's so many bags. Well, bring all the bags in. Why is this even a question? Just bring it in. Whatever she wants, she'll find. No. She's like, oh, forget about, forget about the bags. Instead, make me some food. Okay, Natalie, calm down. Like, just calm down. So the paper plates thing, it's, uh, live chat is like 50-50 on it. Amanda says, no paper plates. Judy says, yes, paper plates. Raydella, hey girl, hey, says, I do, but it depends on what I'm eating. Better Day says, no paper plates here. Joan, hey girl, hey, says paper plates are just plain lazy. Crystal says, I do, because it's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't eat from paper plates. I just eat from dishes, but I like dishes. You know what I mean? I like to think I'm having a proper meal after I've made the meal, but whatever. To each their own. I feel like paper plates are for barbecues or for like parties. Right? When you're, I don't know, you guys, don't even get me started. I'm going to be sidetracked. So anyways, um, she gets in the bed. And this is the other thing, because you guys know that I get distracted, right? And certain things are just a little odd to me. And again, maybe it's just me and how I was raised. But she jumps into the bed with her outside clothes on. Now, you were just in the hospital with all the germs. You just had surgery. You come home, you, you like do all the stuff with your nose that you got to do. I'm sure you were sterile with all of that. But then you get in the bed with the same clothes that you were outside in, into your clean sheets with your socks and your jeans and your top. And then you eat in the bed. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Do you guys do that? Like, explain. Especially living through this pandemic, do you just, all the outside germs, you just say, oh, you know, F it. 
I'm just jump into bed and get comfortable. You don't take your outside clothes off and maybe put some comfy, cozy, clean clothes on. I don't know. I just was like, oh no. Oh no. Like, oh no. But I mean, again, to each their own, but I just couldn't get past it. And then she slams the door all dramatic. Now, Natalie thinks that her marriage is hard because the two of them have love but they have no understanding or trust. Well, no, your marriage is hard because you're a bit of an asshole to him. And Mike is no choir angel, but her attitude sucks as far as I'm concerned. She's, it sucks. It, it sucks. You can tell that she doesn't really like him. You can tell that her agenda was to come to America, be a big famous star. And she just realized that she's living on some farm in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. And that was not her dream. Now, Natalie, I gotta tell you, that the common denominator is you. You're on your third marriage, my friend. Your third marriage that didn't work out. So, I mean, at some point, at some point you're gonna have to look at yourself and just be like, hey, hey girl, hey, it might be me. Maybe, you know, my highfalutin attitude, my high IQ, the way I talk to people, the way I power, like maybe it's a combination of things that you might wanna look at. And as you guys know, I always say, Listen, you need you can't be broken and, and bring your broken self to a relationship and think it's going to be a full full relationship. It's not. And that same thing goes within marriage. If you don't work on yourself, then, you know, I don't know how that's going to look. Hey, toxic threads. Hey, girl. Hey. I don't know if your daughter told you, but we're having that block party and y'all are invited. I'm going to send you the invite ASAP. All right, let's talk about Andre and Elizabeth, okay? Now, I, I, I just, okay, I'm just gonna say this off the top. Again, it might just be me, but the way this family talks to each other is just, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Y'all are grown, you know, I, I'll cuss here and there, I'm not a huge cusser, but you know, I do it for a point sometimes. But these fools talk to each other crazy and every other word is a cuss word. And that's fine if that's you know how you you know communicate, but in front of the kids all the time, like when they replayed Andre screaming at Elizabeth while she was holding her baby, it just was a lot for me. I was just like, oh, it's gross. You're gross. Like he he comes across to me, and I don't. I, whatever team you're on, I think Andre's in the wrong. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think the way he treats people is disgusting. I think the way that he talks is disgusting, and it makes him come across to me on TV as if he's uneducated. He doesn't have any other words in his vocabulary, so all he can do is cuss, cuss, cuss. And a little bit has to do with trying to be controlling, but a lot of it has to do is I think deep down he's embarrassed because he knows that he ain't shit. He ain't done shit, he ain't been shit, and he, all he does is talk shit. And it's looking bad for him, my friends, okay? So tension all day long. Apparently Elizabeth, hey, Nika Simpson, hey girl, hey, I think you're new. Welcome, Nika, y'all. Tension all day long. Elizabeth apparently booked an Airbnb. They stopped off in DC and Andre is pissed because the streets are narrow, like she built the streets, right? 
and there's no parking. He's mad at Libby because he can't park the RV. Chuck says there's no RV parking in DC, which I find hard to believe. She says that she called ahead and asked and said, we're RVing. Is there going to be RV parking? They didn't even get to the Airbnb before he had a hissy fit. And Thomas, and you know, you guys, I always talk about no new friends, right? Thomas, who's like new-ish, all of a sudden ha is taking Andre's side and he's booking hotels and you're at the Waldorf. You have to tell us that you're at the Waldorf because you're highfalutin. Okay, whatever. But you didn't even make it to the Airbnb. Maybe they have full-on parking there, but y'all are getting crazy and, and doing the most and saying the most and getting, and I get it, being an RV with your family that you don't even get along with for hours upon hours upon hours, whose idea was this? Y'all couldn't even stay a couple hours on a boat, but you wanna be in an RV stuck for hours upon hours? I mean, come on now. And then <laughs> Crystal said, oh, Thomas and Charlie's wife, uh, Mel, is that her name? Got their lines in this episode, they sure did. Claire says, yeah, that's another thing, Claire. Remind me to talk about that. Libby talks behind Andre's back to her sisters. Let me, let me remind me to talk about that because that brings up my question um, about why do you think Elizabeth ignores Andre's bad behavior? So as we go on, think about that question. So they book a hotel and they get to the hotel and Andre's like getting out of the hotel and he's cussing his face off and Elizabeth has got the baby. The baby needs to, to sleep because it's late. And Chuck just stands there. And I think the saying is like, like a deer stuck in headlights. I think that that's the saying, but that's how Chuck was standing there watching and listening to Andre talk crazy and cuss out his daughter. Now listen here, y'all. My dad passed a few years ago, but I'll tell you this. If I had a husband, he would absolutely not just stand there and listen to my husband talk crazy to me. He would absolutely not do that. Absolutely not just look like, oh, what's going on here? You're cussing out my daughter and you're cussing her out in front of my grandbaby? None of that would have happened. No, like none of it. I don't understand why it's okay to let Andre, who's the newcomer to the family, talk crazy to everyone and no one checks him. The only one that checks him, you guys, is Charlie. And then you all hate Charlie because you think he's a drunk. But I've got to tell you, Charlie comes correct. He comes correct because he's the only one that calls out Andre's shitty behavior. And his behavior is shitty. And it's shitty towards his own wife in front of their children or child and then the other children. So I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Like ridiculous. Everyone talking crazy to each other this season. I'm I'm bored of it. I'm bored of it. Andre's going to cuss out Charlie and Elizabeth and Libby and the whole family except for Chuck cuz Chuck has the money. Uh Nellie's going to, you know, cuss out without cussing out, but you know what I mean. Mike, and then there's Angela, who's like gone off the rocker, thinks that she's like new body, new woman. So like, just you guys, it's, I'm over it. I'm over the dumb talk. Like bring me some drama that's some real drama rather than just, is that all y'all can do is cuss each other out? Because I'll tell you this right now, 
I can sit here and do an hour show with you guys and cuss my face off. Does that make it entertaining to you? No, because you lose the shock value. You, you lose the entertainment value of it all. And that's why I'm really excited about this new Caribbean 90 day because it's gonna be a whole cast of new characters. They're gonna be brand new. And once they're brand new, it's like brand new energy and they don't know what to expect. And you guys, I feel for them because they don't know that us 90 day fans, we're like rabid fans, right? We're gonna find you, we're gonna investigate you. We're gonna bring up your, your 1992 past. We're gonna find your cousin's mama's brother, son, sister's daughter. I know that didn't make sense, but you get my point. But you know what? It's gonna be fun because it's fresh. Oh, thank you, Crystal, so much. Crystal says, forget a family reunion. Family living needs group therapy. Chuck needs to speak up more. He's not leading the family. Yeah, as the patriarch of the family, you need to be the patriarch and stand up. Stand all the way up. Stand up and put your foot down and say, you know what, Andre, if you don't change your behavior, that 100,000 is gone. And guess what? You're not gonna work in the family business if you're gonna be disrespectful to my family. Guess what? Guess who would be tip top shape? Andre would be. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, these fools are crazy. Um, so Andre's on this rant and he thinks that Elizabeth's sisters are trying to sabotage him. Sabotage what? Sabotage what? Because what exactly are you doing? What are you doing to be sabotaged besides talking crazy? I don't, I don't see it. I don't know. What are you doing? What are you contributing that needs to be sabotaged? Not sure. And then you guys, the part that I was like, you know what? I'm a little done with you today. When he said to Thomas that that's why you don't leave women to do a man's job. That was it. That was it for me, you guys. That was it. Let me say this, okay? And I am going to cuss so you know that I actually mean what I'm saying, but who the fuck are you, Andre? You don't even work. You've never worked. You were a bouncer at one point. Apparently you tried to be in the police force, but got kicked off because you were, you were shady. And then you came here to America and said, hey, I'm gonna be the head of the household, but never worked one day in your life not one day and now you're working whenever in the family business because you feel like Chuck has given money to all his children, but guess what? They're his biological children. What entitles you to do shit? And just like Charlie said, I'm jumping ahead, but just like Charlie said, when Charlie said, when immigrants come to America and they work hard and they build and they, they support their families and all that stuff, that's true for the most part. But that's not what Andre's doing. Andre's kicking back in the pool, hoping that Charlie pays his rent, hoping that Charlie gives him 100K, hoping that, you know what I mean? Like, stop it. Just, just zip, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. When, if you've come here and done something and actually worked for the past four years, and they said three years, but really it's been four years, and contributed to society and contributed to your family, and don't get me wrong, 
being a stay-at-home dad is a whole thing, but that's not how he came. He came at us like he's going to come and be a hard worker, the provider, the head of the household, all that stuff. And he's laid back and let Chuck provide for everything, for everything. So you can just stop it right now. So, yes. Toxic Thread says fresh is so needed. Yes, girly, yes. We need some some fresh talent, some fresh relationships. So I just, I can't. Um, so then they get to Auntie Sue's house and <laughs> Charlie and Megan are already there. They arrived the night before and they did the right thing y'all by taking the the plane over and not dealing with any of the RV stuff. Andre says, you know, it was a mess, which it absolutely was. And the greeting was a little weird, right? The greeting was a little weird because Andre, Andre's like, well, Sue says, you know, I've heard so much about you, good and bad. And Andre was like, oh, kind of had a little bit of an attitude about that. But she's having problems because she knows that he thinks that Chuck is the money bags and that Chuck should be providing for him. And she doesn't really understand that because she knows that Chuck has worked for everything and anything that he's had, according to her, right? And so she is like not feeling the fact that Chuck had to pay for and Andre's entire wedding in Moldova, all of that stuff. And, you know, Andre's coming with an attitude when he did this to camera and said, you know, he wants to meet the rest of the family because he wants to know where Charlie's stupidity is coming from, whether it's from Chuck's side or Elizabeth's mom's side. And I was like, see, your attitude is already wrong. Your attitude is already like, it's crap. You, you're coming with the wrong attitude. And my friend, you're the outsider of this family. They've all been kicking it for years. For years and years and years and years, and you're gonna come in and say all this nonsense. If I were you, I'd be a little bit more pleasant because this is the first time they're seeing you. And and here's the thing, you guys. When Sue says, how's business going? And all hell breaks loose, cause she doesn't know that Andre's joined the family business and then the fight breaks out. And it was like, I don't, like, where are people's manners? You're a guest. You've been here for three minutes. She put a whole spread of food out because that's what hosts do. And then you don't do, you just start fighting. And Andre, at, again, starts cussing at Charlie, cussing at everyone, saying all this stuff. Now, Charlie, calling Andre out in front of the family. I don't know how I feel about it, but, but. He did it, right? So Charlie explains that Andre's been sitting on his ass for three years. Um, and he thought that, hey, I like what the family's doing, flipping houses, and I want to get in that business. And oh, by the way, give me 100,000K, and I'm going to be doing what you guys do. And also, I'm going to be Chuck's partner, right? And we've talked about this here on our show. How about how humble yourself? How about learn the business? Cause you've had your real estate license for five seconds and you haven't even sold a house yet and learn some things. And then 
just like the wisdom of Charles, which was the granddaddy, he says, you don't ask someone for money to go into business and then say, hey, can I have some money? Oh, and by the way, I'm going to go into business with you with the money that you give me. Instead, you're supposed to bring money to the table and say, hey, here's my contribution. Do you want to go into business with me? Absolutely makes sense to me. Absolutely. Like the wisdom of, you know, our older folks still remains true, true and true and true. But did you all see Andre's face? Because that, it took him aback because you know what? Guess what? It makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. But he's so stuck in his mind with the entitlement that their money is his money. And the thing is, they've let him get away with it for four years. So, you know, you guys can't still be like yelling, yelling, yelling because you guys have let him do it. And then, so <clears throat> Amanda says, we found out his daddy gave Chuck money, some money to get started too though. True, Amanda, but again, that's the family, that's your blood, right? So setting up your blood for success, I can understand that. There's no rule that you have to set up your blood's spouse, right? I mean, why can't his parents do it? Why can't Andre, Dre's parents send him money for him to set himself up for success? Why can't Charlie give maybe, you know, Elizabeth the money and she be the business person. Why is Chuck responsible for her deadbeat husband? He's not responsible for him. He's a grown ass man with his own grown family. So why, why is Chuck responsible for, for Andre? I don't think he is. I think that if he wants his, his daughter to be successful, then make your daughter successful and then her family will be successful. She, he has no, he has no obligation, in my opinion, to make Andre successful. He can guide him and help him if he, he if he chooses, but it's not his responsibility. That is not his child. So fight breaks out. Sue finally tells Andre to calm down because you know Andre is being disrespectful and cussing the whole family out, and it was a mess. I think it was a mess. I think it was a mess. I think Andre represented himself terribly and he looked bad and he looked like a user and a manipulator. And you guys, I go back to that other episode, three episodes ago when he said, well, if this looks like ma manipulation, it is what it is. He knows what he's doing. He's a manipulator and he feels entitled to someone else's money. And guess what? He hasn't worked since he, he arrived in America and he actually doesn't care. And now he wants to have the money that everyone else seems to have and he feels like he should be given it. And there's yet one moment in there where he's been like, let me work for it. <laughs> oh Lord, I tell you this family is exhausting. And when they get their spinoff, because you guys, they're absolutely getting a spinoff. Don't be fooled that they keep in they keep introducing you to all these other family characters for no reason. Okay. I, I told you guys before, and mostly on my news and gossip, but they're getting a spin-off. Whether y'all like it or not, they're getting a spin-off. And that's why we keep meeting all the new people. 
all the new people because the Pothouse Family spinoff is coming to a TV near you soon. Okay. And I will, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be about, about the whole flipping house business and how like crazy it is and all the fighting that goes along and the money to be made. And they're going to start expanding outside Florida. Like I could give you the breakdown. That's exactly what's going to happen. But you know, people are going to hate watch it. Moving on to Yara and Jovi. Can I just tell you that Jovi has really grown on me. I was like 50-50 with them, but I'm, I love everything about Jovi and this little family that's growing. I feel like he's really stepped up to the plate. I feel like he really loves his family. I think he's being really responsible. And considering how we met him, like the party drinker guy, I just think that, you know, bravo, bravo. So Jovi's coming home after being gone for three months. Yara is super, super excited. And speaking of Yara, you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, and I don't know if you guys have been, and I'll get in more depth on Friday, you guys, and news and gossip, just remind me, but Yara's all over the news. So you know, and all over the news in social media, I should say, and she's going to war with a bunch of bloggers, and all the bloggers are writing about it. So if you don't know, I'll give you a little, little snippet of it, but you know that jacket she was wearing? Uh, it was like that black leather motorcycle jacket. That's part of her Yara Designs line. And I guess a blogger found it somewhere else online for cheaper. And I, I don't, I'm not going to give the prices right now because I'm going to save it for Friday. But let's say the jacket is selling elsewhere for $20 and she's selling it for $80. So they outed her. And then that whole thing took traction. All the other bloggers started blogging about it. And then... All and then because all the other bloggers were blogging about it, all the writers started picking up the story, and all like the newsy gossip websites started reporting on it. So, uh, she got into a fight specifically with one blogger, and they went back and forth. And apparently, there was like some some um, audio that goes against goes together with it. And then the other night, she went live, and she basically cussed out all bloggers suck we're all below her we're all this we're all that we're all this we're all that and i'll get it tomorrow on friday but there's a war going on between some of the bloggers and yara right now over her clothing line and over some of the things that she said about bloggers and it is a hot mess now i don't have a problem with yara I don't know if you guys know, but like way back when, because you know, I'm breaking stories left, right and center. If you're not following 90 Day the Melanated Way over on Instagram, then you are really missing out. But last year, you know, I broke this story about her being in reality shows long ago and I found the video and I posted it. And from since then she blocked me. So she, she's blocked me on social media last year. And I don't take offense to it anymore because that, I'm a reporter. That's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna report on things. And if it's entertainment news, guess what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to report on entertainment news. And if you know me, you know that for my entertainment stuff, I don't take sides. I'm very neutral. I just give you the facts and you guys decide what you're going to say and what you're going to do. And I guess she took offense to it that I found it because maybe she didn't want it out there. I don't know, but so be it. So I guess I'm one of the bloggers that, <laughs> that's beneath her. I don't know. However, um, 
they get to the hotel. Oh, excuse me, at the hotel. Um, they get to the airport and, you know, beautiful baby Mila is four months old now. And Yara is just super, super, super excited to see. You could see the love in her eyes. Just excited to see Jovi and that he's back and that he's going to be there with her. And so uh, there's like a bunch of like greetings and he's missed Mila the most and Mila's grown and, you know, between one month and four months, there's a lot of changes that baby makes. So, you know, she's bigger and she's, she's, she's grown into herself a little bit more. And so he's just really happy to be home. And then we hear from Monty, which I thought was nice to hear from Monty. And Monty talks about how he's in the same industry as Jovi and they work the same kind of schedule and it's challenging because you miss all the holidays and the birthdays and all of that stuff. And you miss out on some of the childhood memories, right? You go, you come back and your child has changed because children change all the time. And he said, but it's a way of life. And it is a way of life if, if I mean, look at how much they're supporting their families, right? It, it is what it is. They, they chose that life. And, and I'm of the opinion that Yara knew exactly what she was going to get in, was getting into. So she can't really be that mad because you knew his job before you married him. You just got to like suck it up and it's a part of your life. So um, Joey's super happy to be home. Feels good to be home. He's really happy to see Mila. He's going to go to this new home that he doesn't know anything about. He's not seen it. Hasn't seen any photos of it because Yara felt like it was her decision and she was going to decide where they're going to live because she's sick of all the rest of the stuff. And so she wanted to move them outside of New Orleans, more into like something that was more family friendly, away from all the bars and, and all of that stuff. Um, but you can tell when they're in the car and on the way to their new place that Yara really missed him. Like she just really, really missed him. And he's like to camera, yeah, I missed someone washing my clothes and cooking for me and cleaning for me. And she's like, how can you say that? How can you say that about me? But I got what he said. Like he just missed his wife. He missed like their day-to-day -day stuff, right? Being on a boat for three months has to be hard, right? So he's like, where are we? Where are we living? Gwen reminds him that, you know, it's family oriented and not bar oriented. And I love Gwen and Mon Monty. I think they are the breakout um, parents of 90 Day Fiance because they're kind, they're caring, they're always like bringing gifts and being thoughtful, all of that stuff. I just really love those two. I think that they're a good example and like kind of a fresh air of all the crazy fighting that we that we constantly see this season. They just give us like a, oh, you know, and we need a little, because I like the drama, you guys, but I also think that we want some real love. I think that's why a lot of us started watching the show is to see the love stories, right? And and not all like the just constant toxic fighting all the time. Like balance it out. Give us a little of the toxic so we can talk about it, but give us a real, like a little bit of the love. And I feel like Gwen and Monty bring that love. Hey, auntie. Hey, girl. Hey. I, th I feel like... Um, Gwen and Monty bring that love and that breath of fresh air that we need and the kindness that we need because we're missing that. Like they just 
it's gone, y'all. It's gone. And these two are bringing it back. And I, for one, say bravo. Like, bravo. That's how it should be. And not everyone is lucky to be have a mother and a father-in-law like that. That's, like, super supportive, totally there for you, totally, like, just supportive and, like, neutral, you know? So, you know, Yara talks crazy to Gwen sometimes, and Gwen just, like, lets her do it, still loves on her, still appreciates her, and they keep it pushing. And I think that that's great. So they get to the house, and Yara's thrown out the couch because apparently, according to her, strippers have slept on that couch, and the couch is full of diseases, and she didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so it's out of there. Joey's not really a fan. And you can see he's a little underwhelmed, but I don't think he doesn't like the apartment. I think he doesn't like where the apartment is located. He doesn't like the fact that he can't just like step out of his house, go to the strip club, because you guys remember, he said he used to go to the strip club five days a week. And then the, the other thing is it's a big transition for him, right? So although he's stepping up and, and being a dad and a husband, a year ago, he said, you know, he was living the city life. He was living by himself. He was single. He had a fun life. He was traveling all over the world and doing him. And then fast forward one year, he's moved to the suburb. He's a husband. He's a new dad. And he's being told by his wife that six o'clock, they have to be home every day. And that now he has a bedtime. So it's a lot, it's a lot of adjustment for him. And you know, I think he's going to still step up and do the right thing and, and be a good dad and all of that stuff. But I just thought it was funny because, you know, it is absolutely a lot for him and a lot of transition in such a short amount of time. So that was them. Tiffany and Ronald. Now, before I get into their little segment, you guys, I mean... I don't know if you guys have been catching up. And again, news and gossip on Friday, I'll, I'll go into more detail with it. But Tiffany and Ronald had this huge blow up. Apparently it's over and they put all their receipts and dirty laundry out there. Let everyone know on social media what's going on with them. They went live with another blogger, had more drama. And then... Um, they celebrated Carly's birthday, second birthday. They had like another blogger there as well as Angela's there and people like freaked out, right? So Angela has her own drama going on and people are kind of like taking signs and a lot of it wasn't, a lot. wherever you stand with it, you guys, people are definitely taking signs, right? So wherever you personally stand, it was a ton of drama and I'll get way more into detail and specifics on Friday and news and gossip, but that's what's been playing out. So that's kind of the backstory to them. Tons of drama, tons, so much drama, you guys, so much drama. And everyone was like, well, how are they be able to do all this when they all have NDAs? And I'm gonna tell you this, she made a post um, and her basically her post was like, from this point forward, we're not gonna air out a dirty laundry, yeah because y'all aren't gonna get paid. Do you know how TLC works? If you guys think back to the Paul and Karini days when Paul and Karini were, were going to war online and just airing out all the, and going live every five seconds and live for like 24 hours and all of this stuff, 
guess what? They didn't get paid. And that was a whole thing that they tried to share. But they, when you break your NDA, they're like, cool, do you. But guess what? You're still under contract and we're not going to pay you. So someone had to have given them a stern warning and saying, hey, listen, that's it. That's it. You want the checks or you want to keep doing what you're doing? That's it. So all of a sudden, everyone's going to be tight, tight lipped now because at the end of the day, it's about the checks, right? That's why you're doing the show. Hey, loving life. Hey, girl. Hey. So they go out their Christmas tree shopping, and it was so weird because you guys, I was like, it's hot where I where I'm living right now, and it's hot. That it's hot. So like Christmas and the trees and all of this stuff was like so weird for me to watch it watch, but. They want to get into the Christmas spirit, which I think is great. Um, but things are tense between Tiffany and Ronald, and they've been tense, and they've only been there for a couple of days. They're arguing. And I don't know about you guys. Again, something that distracts me, but they're driving to the tree place, and they're buckled in in the front. But did you guys notice that Carly in the car seat didn't have her seatbelt on, and neither, neither did Daniel? It really upset me. I was like, you two are strapped in in the front and the two kids, the most precious cargo, aren't strapped in. And then you two are going to just sit here and bicker. But meanwhile, I'm looking at your kids being all unsafe as you drive. Like, nah. Y'all y'all already pissed me off on social media and now you're doing the most on this episode. Do better and be better. You want to talk about Ronald not being responsible? Tiffany, you're the mom that has the primary caregiver and that has the kids 24-7. You should know better and do better. Put a seatbelt on. Terrible. Terrible. You better go back and watch it, Love and Life. It was terrible. I was so irritated by that. So... They get to the store and I guess Ronald brought his credit card this time because, you know, I was wondering where's the money coming from since you couldn't even pay for groceries. But now you're like, pick whatever you want. I want to make it Christmassy for all of us. Um, Tiffany feels manipulated because she's like, well, we need to be on a budget and we can't just really get whatever we want. And Ronald's like, no, 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 we're going to get this. And he starts throwing whatever he wants in the cart. And then this is the other part that totally pissed me off. Okay, so first of all, they're looking at trees. The first tree that they were looking at was roughly 300 US. The tree that they actually ended up um, getting was the expensive tree, right? But in the middle of all that, they put Daniel. So Tiffany is saying, no, 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 we can't spend that money. And Ronald's like, oh, but, you know, I just want to make it Christmassy. And who cares? There's only like a $100 difference and yada, yada, yada. What do you want, Ronald? And then Tiffany's like, what do you want, Ronald? So you're letting the little 10-year-old kid be in the middle of your bullshit. And so he's going to have to choose between his mom and the man that he calls his dad. And... You guys are both looking at him like you could. I could feel the anxiety through the screen. Terrible manipulation on both their parts. So, Tiffany, you feel like Ronald's manipulating you through your son. Well, guess what? You're doing the exact same thing 
making him choose while you two go at it. It was it was unnecessary. So Ronald pushes him a little bit more. And of course he's gonna he wants to he's excited to see his dad only be in a couple days. So he doesn't want to disappoint him. So of course he's gonna go with what Ronald has decided. But then even to camera he's like I felt bad because I was gonna pick the other one and I didn't want to make my mom mad and all of this stuff. Don't do that to your kids, you guys. It's not okay. Figure out your shit on your own and be the adults. Not okay. Um, so they end up spending like 600, like just say $700 US at the Christmas store. And that puts Tiffany on high alert because she's worried about Ronald's spending habits and you know his gambling issue that he has and he's dealing with. And so things become more and more tense between the two of them because she feels like he's terrible with his finances and he's not helping with the kids and she is not having it. Then it's the next day, they're gonna meet uh, Grandma Rhea at the zoo and that rescued elephant zoo, I loved it. I loved how they got to feed the animals and the tour and all of that stuff. And normally I'm not big on zoos, but that was like special because you can tell like they, they were rescued animals and and all of that stuff, I was, I was super into that. Um, and I was also super into the fact that they were showing a little bit more of South Africa. And when Ronald said, yeah, I want to show more of where we live because South Africa is a beautiful place. I was like, yes, Ronald, tell him, tell him, because far too often on this show, they make the other countries seem like they're shitholes and they're not. And they don't show everything else that's beautiful about a whole country. And it's a whole country. That one person on the show might have a little shitty area but you can't blame the whole country being shitty on that one person. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I hate it. I, and I talk about it all the time, you guys. And I'm just always like, go and travel and find out for yourself because it is not an accurate depiction of really what the world is like and how many other beautiful places there are out there. So Tiffany sits down with Rhea and she's complaining to his mom about his spending habits and, and, how he doesn't really take care of the kids and all this stuff. And she stands up for her son and she's like, well, you know, maybe he was just over eager. He wanted to impress Daniel. And, you know, this is all new to him. Like he's a great dad over the phone, but you have your little circle and he has to adapt to your circle. And that's going to take some time and you expect a lot and you expect it right now, but you've been doing this this whole time and he hasn't been in it which kind of makes sense to me, right? Although Ronald has his own issues, you guys. Like, really, Ronald has his own issues, for real, for real. Like, you know, he comes across as a little bit deadbeat, but suffice to say, Rhea did come up with some good points. Um, and so Tiffany's like, I don't know. I just want to go home. I'm just, I'm over it. And Rhea's like, you know, I'm a little disappointed that you just got here and you're already saying that you want to get, go home. You know, I want to spend time with the children and I want to spend time with you. And, you know, I don't really feel like you're giving this whole thing a chance. So how about I do this? And, and she did it so nicely. She was like, hey, listen, why don't I take the kids for the night? Have a like a little sleepover. You guys have some adult time and, you know, get that bond together. And so they have the date night and uh, they're ordering drinks, that Aperol spritz that she hates, that she sent back. And 
they do this like happiness toast and she's like we don't need a toast to, for that we don't need a toast to be happy we need you to be put in more effort and i was like this woman is such a buzzkill why are you like you guys, why always complaining? Like sometimes just be in the moment. Yeah, we all have issues and we might have some problems in our in our relationships, but like be in the moment and don't spoil every single thing. He took you to the zoo, you were complaining. He took you to the store, you were complaining. You get in the car, you're you're complaining. Now you're trying to have a date night and you're you can't even have a nice toast. Like, really? Really, it's all just eh. like, do you even like him? Because to me, it seems like you're making all these excuses and you're saying all these things and you're being super terrible to him because you're trying to find your exit strategy. And then you're hanging the fact over that you might just leave him before the holidays. So you're going to let him spend $700 to do all the holiday stuff, knowing that you might not stay. I just think that that's manipulative and it's wrong. And it's, it's a bit like, ungrateful you know like amanda says aperol spritzes are not good i don't blame her for that i don't know i've never had an aperol spritz but i'm gonna have to find out and try one because apparently they're not good and she sent hers back by the way she's like i don't like it can i get something else oh and by the way ronald can't have mine <laughs> okay if anyone's ever worked in the service industry, that's the bullshit that we just you know, like you saw you saw what it said on the menu. It gave you the accurate description and you chose it anyways. But because you don't not because it's terrible, because you don't like it, I should take it back. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Anywho. <laughs> It's so ridiculous sometimes. So anyways, uh, she talks about the squishy, the squishy time that they have where uh, it's their special kiss with their private parts, which I kind of thought was hilarious. Um, but that was it. She sends her drink back and he's like, you know, tells the server that, and which is funny, you guys, because that's the other thing about the service industry. Like we kind of don't care what whatever's going on with y'all. We don't care. You don't need to tell us that your your baby mama's doing this and your baby mama is difficult and she's always complaining. Okay. Like, no no one wants to know. No one wants to know. We just you, you good? Work it out amongst yourself. They got other people to serve. Uh, so he's upset with her because he feels like she has high ex expectations all the time. Every time he works on something, he, she's got something else to add to the list to fix, to fix, to fix, to fix, to fix. And she's never satisfied. And he's upset that she complained to his mom behind his back and he leaves. He's like, I just, I'm supposed to be the head of the household, which is a whole other conversation that I'm absolutely not going to get into. Like, if you're going to be the head of the household, Ronald, then you have to have the head of the household responsibilities. And since you don't work or you work these odd jobs and you ain't got no money and you just built a room the day before they got here, you can't claim head of the household and being the man of the house and not actually be the man of the house and then go grocery shopping and then not have money for the groceries. Like, 
if you're going to claim the title, then you got to be the title as far as I'm concerned. Um, Faith says, not team, neither of them. She's team kids. Facts. Facts. So then Tiffany, to be super emasculating, I don't know if you guys caught that, but Tiffany, like, he's not the man of the household. Even Daniel, her poor son, uh, has more responsibility. And she's like, I'm the 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 man of the household. And I was like, yeah, way to way to emasculate your your husband. I mean, you clearly don't have any you just don't you you just don't have any respect for him. And so because you don't have any respect for him, he's never gonna be able to do anything great in your mind or anything right because you don't really like him. That's it. And you don't respect him. Okay, Kalani and Iswalu. So they're in the car. They're talking about how he's a little bit of a speed demon. And when they were in Samoa, she used to grab his balls and pinch them every time he sped. And I was like, that is such a weird, random fact. It's a weird thing to start with. It's like weird, but whatever. Um, but things are still really good with them. They're on a high from their special little holiday. And now she feels that it's time for him to get back to work because he hasn't worked in a month since his accident and she feels like they need some time apart because they've been always together and then she said something that i found she doesn't work she said and he hasn't been working and i was like how do y'all live you guys i know you're living with her family but like the day-to-day expenses like the food and and gas money and and just like kid money like who who's paying you don't work and he hasn't been working. So who's paying for your lives? I'm super curious about that. And I know like, I know outside of the show, there's the show money, there's the cameo money, there's the TikTok money and all that stuff. Like I get it, but I don't know. She just said it so proudly, like I don't work and he hasn't been working. And now I need for him to go back to doing ride sharing because I need some time apart. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. That's all. And then they're going to go buy a car. And then this is the other thing that didn't make sense to me, guys. It's his first car purchase. And I was like, well, then whose car did he crash? Wasn't that his car that he crashed that got written off? Make it make sense. I don't... I, how could it be your first car purchase if you already had a car that you crashed and now you're replacing it? Uh, doesn't make sense. Anyways, uh, he wants a minivan. He sees one that's for $11,000 and he likes the van and he likes the van because he wants to have a big family and he wants to have another baby soon. And instead of having that conversation with his wife, he decides that again, in the customer service industry, we don't need to, we don't need to know your business. If you guys have ever been in, the, we, we don't need to know. Instead, he waits for the sales guy to come over to say to the sales guy that we need this car because we want to have another baby. And then she's like, what? And then she's like, can you give us a minute? You haven't told, like, eh, okay, work that, work all that stuff out. This dude is just trying to sell you a car. He doesn't want, he doesn't care. He'll make some small talk, but what he doesn't want you to do is involve him in all that. Side note. So 
he tells her he wants another baby. He's he's you know one of nine, and in Samoan culture, they. <laughs> In Samoan culture, they have big families and he wants to continue to do that. Um, and so, you know, he's really, he's a really about that life. And then this is the other thing that was like super confusing to me, but whatever. So they do that look like sexy talk that they do. And they're doing their to camera. They're talking about her tatas and her boobies and She's like, well, I don't really want a baby because I'm finally just like weaning them off the breast. And then all of a sudden I'm gonna have a newborn and it will be all over again. And like says to him, don't you, you know, don't you want your boobies back? And he's like, well, they can do the bottle and then, you know, let me have the boob. And I was like, I'm not a mom. Yet. So I I mean, I don't know, but aren't Oliver and Kennedy like two plus are they like two and three how long how long does crystal how long how long do people normally breastfeed for i'm super curious and then that's the other thing stevie so <laughs> and then she's talking about she's not having another baby because it's her body she says and so she makes the decision i don't know how you guys all feel so even Stevie says, Kalani said, who's having this baby? Deborah says, a baby should be off a bottle by age one and then to a cup. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So two or three, isn't that extra long? I don't know. It's the same thing, like you had to take the babies on the trip because you had to breastfeed. But then I already told you guys, like she can just pump and leave it in the freezer and it'd be fine. But I mean, I don't know. Crystal says, yeah, because Crystal's our midwife, y'all, if you didn't know. So at least a year. So we're past the year. We're past two years. We're going into two and three years. So she says it's her body. And she makes the decision. Now, I, I agree with that to an extent. It is your body and you're carrying the baby. But isn't it a conversation you have with your spouse as well? Like, shouldn't your spouse know? Shouldn't you, the two of you have a conversation like, hey, we are going to have X amount of babies, which brings me back to what I always say to you guys. What do I always say? The four things that y'all need to talk about before you get married. What do I say? Does anyone know? Because I feel like I'm talking to dead air. Not you guys, but like to the 90 dayers. Talk about money and how you spend money. Talk about faith and religion and how you want to raise your family and live your life. Talk about sex because it's important and talk about children. Okay. Now I get it. It's your body, but you've now married this person and you are a team. Had you had the conversation about children, then you guys would both be on the same page about what you think about children, how many children you guys want to have, and then that's it. That's it. But what I don't think is right is for one person in the union to say, this is how it is. It's my body. That's it. Yes, it's your body and it's your body, your choice. You guys don't come for me. I'm totally not saying that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it is her body. But you married this man 
have a conversation with him. Say, this is what it is. This is what I want to do. How do you feel about it? And have a discussion. That's all I'm saying. So then um, they get to the house. I love the fact that he's doing the Samoan dancing uh, with Oliver and Kennedy and kind of teaching him about the culture and the lifestyle and all of that. And then they start talking to his mom. And uh, Listina, we haven't seen her in a minute. And you guys know that the drama is about to be coming to our screens. Uh, so they're dancing for her. And then Kalani kind of had enough. So she takes the kids and, and goes upstairs. And the mom wants to come to visit them before she's going to Samoa. Or she goes before she's going back to Samoa. And I was confused because she's lived in America this whole time now. So is she moving back to Samoa or is she just going for a visit? I was, I was not clear on what she was saying. Either way, she wants to come and visit them um, before she goes for the holidays. And oh, by the way, she's gonna bring Tammy. And you know, Tammy is the shit disturber and doesn't get along with anyone and is starting to beat people up left, right, and center. Oswele doesn't think it's a really good idea. She convinces him to make it a good idea. He offers to pay for their hotel because you can't come and step in here because clearly as Waylu is living for free up in that house, you can't invite people where you don't pay rent. You know what I mean? Like I get that part, but you got, you, you don't got a job and she, your wife doesn't have a job, but y'all are buying a car and now you're paying for hotels. Like I'm super confused. I'm super confused. Super confused, but you got money to dish out. Okay. So looks like mom's coming with Tammy. They're going to stay in a hotel. They're going to visit. And you guys were in for the most drama, the most drama, the most. Oh, and by the way, um, Lucina, his mom thinks that it's Kalani's job to have babies and that they should have all the babies and just populate the whole world. So that was an interesting take on things as well. I don't know, you guys. So outrageous. It's so outrageous. So outrageous. Brandon and Julia. Oh, Brandon. Oh, Julia. Oh, Brandon. Oh, Julia. Um, it's funny because I, I had another question, but it wasn't really a question. I'm just surprised that no one works in the family as Waylu. So they signed a lease in Richmond, Virginia, and they're moving in two weeks. And they've invited Ronald and Betty to come down to see their new place. But Ronald and Betty don't know that it's their new place. They just think they're coming to help them. Uh, they get there and they get the surprise of their life because, you know, they Betty does everything and anything she can say to say this place is a dump, it doesn't have a fire escape, it doesn't have windows, she feels claustrophobic, all the stuff so that, you know, she doesn't want her, her baby, who's a grown ass man, who's closer to 30 than he is to 20, to leave the nest. So, you know, he's moving, good, good for him. And by the way, don't forget that he's never paid a bill in his entire, he paid one electric bill or something like that in his whole grown ass 28 going on 29 year life, not one bill, right? So there's that. It's time for you to fly the coop, be a man, 
be an adult, have some responsibilities and really know what the world was like. Because this little starter apartment, I'm here for it, you guys. Because again, Julia doesn't work. He's never lived on his own. He's never paid a bill. So at, at some point, y'all need to get it together. And what I want to say, you guys, is that they need to have at least a year together doing real adult stuff before they have a baby, okay? Because babies are expensive and you two have not acted like adults in all your 28 and 29 years of your life. So get that under wraps first before you add anything, okay? That's my advice to you. So uh, they feel like they found the perfect place. And Betty says, oh, it's interesting. It's, you know, a little small compared to the 10 acres of the farm. And we find out from Betty and Ron that apparently they own a bunch of properties. And if that's the case, then why can't they move into one of your properties? Why do they stay on the farm with you all? Uh, right? If you have some other properties, the rental properties, rent it to your kid and make some money off of him while you're at it. But you're mad that he's leaving you uh, when you find out he's leaving you and he's leaving you in two weeks that you're not going to have any help on the farm. It's going to just be the two of you. Your kid isn't 18. He's like almost 30. It's time for him to fly the coop. And like, you guys, do you remember when we met them? They had the farmhand, whatever her name was. Remember? And I told you guys in news and gossip that that farmer was actually her sister and the sister lives down the street. Remember she came with her cat. What happened to her? Did she? Did you fire your sister? Because why do you all of a sudden not have any help? That lady got up in the middle of the morning or the crack of dawn and waited for Julia, you guys remember, to wake up and then talk shit to her about how you get up at the crack of dawn and the animals have to eat at a certain hour. What happened to her? That you two feel like you, you you're going to have no help. Where, where's the help that you hired? I'm curious. Like, if you're going to have a storyline, let's be consistent about it, or at least let me know the new developments. Because when it doesn't make sense, it, it just doesn't make sense. So they tell, they tell uh, Ronald and Betty that this is their new place. And you could tell that Betty's super hurt about it, which I think is super weird that you're you're sad that your grown ass son is finally leaving the house as he should. And then Brandon is starting to feel a little bit guilty because he feels like he should be there for, and helping his family with the farm. But Brandon, I remember you saying that you didn't even, you told the par your parents to their face that you didn't want to take over the farm, that this was not your dream, that this wasn't the life. So they, they know that you don't want to take over the family business and you don't want to live on the farm forever. They've known that. So why are we all shocked when he says he's going to move and he's not going to be the farmhand anymore? Get your own farmhand. Hire your own farmhand. Find the farmhand that you said was originally working with you and bring her back. Let your grown-ass son have his own life and figure it out. Right. Crystal says, like, did they have Brandon to have a farm employee? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, make it make sense. So Ron thinks that Brandon's being manipulated by Julia. Betty feels like she always wanted to gain a daughter and not lose a son. You're not losing a son, Betty. He's moving out. He's not leaving your life. 
Did you think that you guys were gonna live together forever? Did you really think that? At, like at what point should he be 40 and leave the house? Cause he's almost 30. Mind blown, mind blown, My, just mind blown. Um, so that's it. That's all that happened. They're moving in a new place. Betty and Ron don't like it. They feel like they should have been consulted first because they've owned properties before and they've lived their life before. Your grown ass son does not need to consult you about moving out. He should just move out and show you the place. The place looks safe and it's brand new. You should be good to go. The end. Last and certainly least on my list. Okay. Oh, and my question, how much notice should Brandon and Julie have given his parents about their move? No notice. Just tell them. You told them that you were thinking of moving. Now you're leaving in two weeks. You're telling them they're not your landlords because you don't pay rent. You live at home. So it's a conversation. It's not required, hey, I need 30, 60, 90 days notice. You know, it's a nice thing to do like, hey, here's a heads up, I'm moving. But it's not required in my opinion. You know, it's not like you're gonna be like, hey, I'm peace out, I'm leaving today. But you know what I mean? Like you don't know how to give 30 days notice. Crystal says, don't worry, Betty. If you haven't taught him how to manage money, he'll be back. And Love and Life says, they won't make it three months. Yeah, because adult life is hard and bills come every month and need to be paid. And there's all the bills. Amanda says, I did like how they didn't respond to the negativity Ron and Betty were throwing at them. Yeah, because it was manipulation. That's it. Okay, last and certainly least, Angela and Michael. Angela's not in a good mood, but really when is she ever in a good mood if she's not manipulating the situation? And she says that Michael upsets her. They broke up last last episode, apparently. She starts smoking as she's talking to Skyla. And, oh, there, here it is. She starts smoking as she's talking to Skyla and blames Michael for her smoking, which I just think is absurd. And you guys know why I think it's absurd because she's been smoking since she was 13 fucking years old. 13, longer than he's been alive, but you're blaming Michael. You know the health risk because you just had two major surgeries, but you're blaming Michael. He's forcing you to smoke. No bitch, you have an addiction to cigarettes. It's your fault and you don't wanna do anything about it. You went to like, what was it? Therapy or whatever it was, hypnosis for two minutes. And then that's it. So stop playing, stop playing. So, um, Skyla's sick of it. She's like, I'm not your marriage counselor. Like you need to work it out. And then she says, Angela says, I don't need a man. Okay, Angela, but if you don't need a man, why are you complaining that Michael hasn't called and supported you this whole time since you had your surgery if you don't need a man? What are you upset about? If you can do all the shit yourself and you don't need no man, then what? why be mad at Michael? If you don't need a man, why? I don't get it. Sounds kind of crazy to me. Sounds kind of crazy to me. So <laughs> she doesn't feel supported by him. 
And she says that she would never have married him had she known that Michael all of a sudden would grow some balls because that's exactly what he did, y'all. He grew some balls. And bravo. That is the only thing in their segment that is making me happy is that he finally grew some balls. So she starts, she calls him. She starts screaming at him um, and tells him to quit bugging Skyla. And he's like, well, you blocked me on WhatsApp. And you guys, I already told you that that's the only social media has because she controls the situation so much. She doesn't let him have any other social media. And the social media that he kind of, you'll get pictures from, is from her account on Instagram and that's it. None. That's how much control she has over this person. It's crazy to me. So he's like, yeah, well, you blocked me on WhatsApp and on Facebook. So who does that? Like, who does that? And she's like, what? What do you say my name? Why would I want to talk to you? And then he says, talk, 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 talk. And then she gets mad and says, can you believe he said that? He's like, um, she's like, I'm his wife. And she's like, what? Angela, that, the talk, talk, talk thing that he did was nothing compared to what we've seen you for the past few years, the way you talk to him, the way you act towards him. That was a drop in the bucket. Thank you, Michael, for finally standing up and standing your ground and growing a backbone. And you're mad and you're trying to tell him that he's talking to his wife crazy, you might want to just think about what you just said. Because the way you talk to your husband is, is wild to me. It's, it's so, you guys, I get so irritated by it. I get so irritated by it. There, there's my question. Is Angela verbi verbally abusive? Because I know what I think. Okay. Now, um, then she does the thing that I asked you guys last week and no one has yet to been able to explain it to me. She starts screaming in his face saying, I'm an American land of the fucking free. And I paused, I paused it. I paused my TV at that moment. And her face was, is what it's like pure evil. I don't know if like the devil took her over her moment, her face. But in that moment, if you guys go and rewind and watch that moment and just pause it, it's pure evil. Like it was the nastiest thing and the nastiest thing I've just seen. And I don't understand her whole thing about her being an American and, and all of that. It gives me the creeps, you guys. And I'll tell you why it gives me the creeps. I'll tell you a little bit why it gives me the creeps. It gives me the creeps because I feel like she's doing it as a, I'm better than, I feel like she's doing it as a way to say that because he lives in a third world country that she's better than. I feel like she does it because she's holding that whole green card process over his head. And honestly, you guys, I'm just going to say it. The fact that she's from the South and she talking about her how her daddy would have slapped him in his mouth all of that stuff i'm sorry you guys don't come for me and i'm not trying to make it a whole thing but 
it just gives me 100% plantation racial divide vibes and I'm not here for it, period. I'm sorry. I think that it's ugly. I think she says it in a way that it's, it's just ugly and there's no other explanation for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's how I feel about it. I think that she's doing it in a way that she says she loves her husband and all this stuff, but the way she talks to him, like he's a second grade in, uh, individual is not okay with me. And the way she hangs the fact that she's an American, 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 American all the time, is just disgusting to me. And it makes, I personally think, I'm sorry I'm not an American, you guys, I just make it, I feel like, you know how Americans get a bad reputation when they travel abroad, so then they pretend that they're Canadian? She's the individual that gives y'all a bad reputation. That attitude and that, that, I don't know, like that, that nastiness is unacceptable. And I just, I don't, I'm not here for it. And I'm tired of hearing her talk to him that way. And so I'm glad that he's finally standing up for himself. So she tells him to shut up and she pulls out another cigarette and she's smoking the second cigarette. And she tells him that she doesn't give a flying fuck about him. And, um, how we all don't know how she, he really talks to her and that he cusses her back. And he said, yeah, because you deserve it. Yeah, Angela, you deserve it because this fool has been listening to you for the past three, four years, talk crazy to him, throw cake in his face, push at him, yell at him, take all his liberties away. He can't even be a grown ass man, can't have friends, can't have a job, can't be on social media, all the stuff because you said so. You guys, what do you think that sounds like? Okay, think about it. What does that sound like to you? Cause you're controlling someone and sorry, it's not in the 1864 anymore, y'all. I don't give a shit where you're from. I don't care if you're American. We're all human. We all deserve respect equally, period, the end. Uh, so she tells them that she wants a divorce and she pulls out another cigarette. So we're on cigarette three and says that she doesn't smoke until she talks to him. And he says, really? And laughs. And I died of laughter, y'all. I died of laughter because that's exactly it. This bitch has been smoking since she was 13 years old. And you want to tell Michael it's his fault that you're smoking? We all know that sounds ridiculous. The hypocrisy of it all. And then he finally just laughs. And so he's, he's sick of it. He's not going to let her win anymore. So he just, she's like, I want a divorce. He starts clapping. She hangs up on him. And then the producer asks, asks, you know, what could Michael have done differently? And she doesn't like the fact that he's standing her ground, his ground. She thinks that he should have sucked up to her, told her how amazing she is and how great it is to talk to her and get her mind off of the fight because she clearly and surely isn't doing it. Listen, Angela, I don't know if you've never been in a relationship before and you guys haven't been, I haven't been able to find it. My question was, has Angela been married before? Because I'm, I'm not sure if she, ha she has. But I'm curious to know. Because it seems to me like she doesn't know what a relationship is. And that it's about communication. It's about two people making decisions. 
and not one person thinking that they have power over another person and that they can talk to that person any type of way and treat that person any type of way and that person's just supposed to take it. Crystal said, Michael said, truth is I'm tired. She is, he's tired of her. I think we're all tired of her. We're all tired of the abuse. We're all tired of the abuse. Oh, Stevie said that she was married once. That's interesting to know. Good to know. I didn't know that. I was I was super curious what how long and if she had been married because this ain't the business. You know what would be a great interview? A great interview would be to find her ex-husband and talk to him. That is an interview that I would watch. Amanda said, I don't know, Angela kind of seems like the type of that doesn't pay taxes on her 90 day earnings could be a problem for her in the future. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's funny, Amanda. That's really funny. Anyways, you guys, that's the show. It was a lot. Hey, Misha. Hey, girl. Hey, that's the show, you guys. That's it. It's terrible to end it on a note that's so sour. Pushed. So what I will say is this, you guys, mark July 22nd on your calendars. We're having a block party to celebrate the one year anniversary of the Melanated Way. We have a bunch of special guests uh, lined up for you, all 90 day cast members. And we're gonna make it like a virtual potluck and it's gonna be super, super fun. So think about something that's great that you can make. I'm gonna choose a couple of great recipes and shout y'all out and, sh and you can show me what you've made um but expect like anyone that's been on the show here expect them and maybe a few other guests uh but it's gonna be fun july 22nd um and then what else do i want to tell you tomorrow you guys i am obsessed i am obsessed with love after lockup and you know because i'm obsessed i'm like researching all the the juicy details and there's so much juice and so much tea so we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, eight o'clock. So, that's it, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow for Love Over Block Up. On Wednesday, we do the single life. Uh, Thursday, I might have a guest. And Friday is news and gossip. So be there, be square. Night, y'all.